Hello and welcome to Leaders Call to Adventure. I'm Lori Ference. In this episode, I invited back Anya D, who earlier this month traveled to Prague and made an interesting discovery regarding the origin of the Celts, or her Irish ancestors. Namely, that they came from what is now known as the Czech Republic, formerly known as the Kingdom of Bohemia in medieval times. This prompted me to remember an exhibit that I visited back in 2009. It was called Mysteries of Ancient Ukraine, the Remarkable Tripillian Culture, 5400 to 2700 BC. The reason this came to mind was because the designs on the pottery and figurines that I saw reminded me so much of Celtic designs and I was struck by the possible connections. It had me wondering, could the Celts have actually originated in this area? I later went on a bit of a search and came upon an article which did indeed support the idea through a DNA link. I'm including links to these articles in the show notes so you can check them out. And now to our conversation where I start off asking Anya about her trip. just there for a week I guess yeah just really five days in country and then Mm -hmm. you know travel time right but to see a city that really is adequate you know we have found when we do when we go in not on a tour or anything and we just explore a city yeah that five days is a good amount to really see, you know, just we walk everywhere, we get to know the trams and we did the, you know, hop on, hop off thing. We did a couple of tours and, uh, I mean, it's, it's enough to know whether you want to go back. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to go back, especially yeah. my discover. <laughs> I, I just, I gotta tell you, I'm just being taken on such an interesting journey and it keeps unfolding as nothing I would, I'm intellectually anticipating or, you know, strategizing. It's just so interesting. So what else has been happening since we talked last? A um, couple of, conver- couple of, you know, in, well, I don't know what to call them, I guess, conversations with my grandfather, who's so excited that I don't know. I interpreted what he was saying as initially, you know, that it was more about my documented um, ancestors in Ireland. But, you know, he's sort of been reminding me or I'm remembering that he was such an avid reader that he read every single book in the Boston Public Library system. And they used to have to send stuff uh, from the New York Public Library. And he was what? That's a lot of books. Yeah, he was an he was just had one of those minds like a speed reader kind of mind. And I never knew what he was reading because I didn't even think to question that. But he was studying ancient civilizations. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so he's like very excited that I'm going just allowing myself to go back and back and back because he's kind of saying that's where the origins are. Yeah. Not really in Ireland. (laughs) Yeah. Even in Ireland, it's so watered down. Well, did you see the link I sent you last on Messengers? (laughs) That is, I mean, who who would have guessed? Yeah. I planned this trip to Prague a long time ago, and it certainly wasn't related to any ancestral stuff. And then to hear that, you know, all about the kingdom of Bohemia, and I'm, it's just, it's making me want to read more about like really explore and not, not to become a scholar, but to explore, you know, ancient civilization and myths. And I don't know, it's just taking me to a place where I wouldn't have expected. Yeah. And it goes beyond. And one, one thing that came up in, I think it was a dream. Well, I was, it was a dream was that my ancestors are not just people. Like they're rivers and land and animals and birds. <laughs> yeah, it was that was really interesting too, that it goes beyond just humans. Mm. 
So it's just removed me from what I, what I keep assuming is the next step deeper. It's, it's going beyond what I would have assumed. Right. And that's just, it's just evolving. It's not yep. you know, the, just the trip to Prague. It's other. Oh, no, it's right. everything that's coming in mm-hmm. at the same time that is, that I'm seeing through a different, through a kind of I, like an origins curiosity. Yeah. That maybe it wasn't or maybe it hasn't been orchestrated but i mean i love to think that it has been maybe it hasn't been orchestrated but i'm just looking with completely different eyes at everything that comes into my presence yeah you know volunteering um to do water quality testing in the french broad river i thought so i could feel more connected to the place i'm actually living in right now mm-hmm. and then discovering you know this is the third our third oldest river in the world, there isn't even any um, fossils here, you know, human fossils. It's (laughs) pre-civilization. And there's just something um, primal about what's happening, what I'm looking at, what I'm experiencing. I'm trying to understand this piece about it being the third oldest river in the world. How how would they determine that? Um, certain trees, you know, along the banks that apparently they are. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I'm just uh-huh. guessing because I know they, uh, I've also read, you know, they've, there's several trees along there that are, I don't know how old, like just so ancient. Hmm. And that, and um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just wondering how that all fits with the whole Pangea. I, I, right. I, yeah, I don't understand that. I have a friend that's a geologist could probably enlighten me and all that, but I don't know. Yeah, you know. I don't know how they, how that is actually determined. Yeah. yeah. You know, the age of a river. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. But I feel it. I, I feel some primal ancient quality. Mm. I don't. That's really interesting. And it's yeah, right there. It's not. like I'm get I, I'm I'm less in my head and more in my senses. It's weird. It's a really interesting. Although I haven't lost interest in tracing back, you know, as far as I can go. But I feel like it's more about origins that are more I don't know, more ancient and primal and uh and that's what my grandfather is say is sort of confirming that that there's such wisdom in you know myth and looking at ancient civilizations and patterns and hmm. I'm like okay interesting I I remember actually saying out loud who would who wants to study ancient history you know like oh my yeah. god <laughs> well I think it's different when you find that you have a personal connection to it mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course we all do, mm-hmm. but somehow it didn't seem relevant, right? Back then, when it was just the realm of uh, academics and dates, and it just didn't, you know. And and traveling does help because you're seeing the architecture and the influences. I mean, it was so amazing to hear this Czech woman talk about here they are, kind of in the middle of Eastern Europe and the Slavic. Uh, countries and that you know everyone around them drinks vodka and they're they're like beer drinkers which is so celtic (laughs) you know it's just really weird it'd be interesting to um to see even the origin of beer like where exactly yeah hops and yeah like yeah exactly between potato versus grain right 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 so yeah, it's been and and I love their dry sense of humor. They had a tremendously dry sense of humor, even though they are Germanic in a lot of ways, you know, like exacting and serious and but there was this really dry wit. Mm-hmm. I felt very much at home there. Mm. And it was interesting on the way home when we got well, we had such delays and there were so many of us that were stuck on the plane, you know, for like an hour and a half before we even left. And we were talking. 
and everyone was shocked when I said, oh, I loved Prague. The people were so helpful and sweet. And they were like, really? We didn't find them friendly at all. And that happens a lot where I have one experience and other people have a completely different experience. And I wonder, is it, I don't, I don't know, that happened in Budapest too. People were shocked that I found them very sweet. They're very reserved initially, mm-hmm. but once you showed great interest in them and enjoyment of them, you know, they just came out with a sweetness, like a very shy sweetness. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt very at home there and I didn't expect to in either place, you know, because right. to me, it seemed so foreign. Like I would feel very foreign there. I didn't, except for the language. I, you know, I, it was very similar that when I was trying to remember names of trams, I could only recall the first three letters. That's how it was so, you know, the combination of letters was so foreign to me. Right. But I could remember, you know, so we, we did shortcuts. It was, okay, Sid going this way, Spo going that way. I could not remember all of it, just like in Budapest. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's getting sweeter and deeper and richer and more primal and more to my core. Mm. And it really doesn't have anything to do with reconnecting so much with relatives, living relatives for me, as much as it, it's like retrieving uh, human origins, mm. which are not just influenced by other humans, you know, there's like this, and it's a little more wild, you know, like it doesn't, I don't, I can't figure out how to, how to go necessarily how to take the next step, but I'm not worried about it. I just keep being sort of guided. It's not a linear journey, you know, it's no, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, and I don't have to figure it out. (laughs) No. No. This is very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I sent you those links, right? Before. Mm-hmm. And, and I haven't had, you know, I haven't had chance to really delve into it, but I just, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. So you saw that one about the Celtic links to Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. DNA, the Black yep. Sea. And it's always um, interesting to me when I went to that exhibit, like kind of blows me away that it was so over 10 years ago now, uh, that that civilization, the Kukutani Tripilia culture, is really not known at all. No, no, nobody in, you know, my people I know in Czech that I talked about that, Irish friends, they don't know anything about it. Yeah. And these would have been fairly large settlements between 20,000 to 46,000 people. Wow. And why is this history? It's just interesting for me that 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 what must have been pretty advanced civilization and mm-hmm. it's really not known. Um, not at all. Yeah, and if you look at well, you know, obviously when I was at the exhibit looking at the the pottery and the art And where was the exhibit? Hmm. Where was the exhibit? It was at the Royal Ontario Museum. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is really a world-renowned uh, museum. They do a fantastic job there. Um, the collections are amazing, and uh, you know, sort of. Was this a traveling exhibit? So it may it may be somewhere else. I don't know if it went anywhere. Look at it. Yeah. Don't know where you know if it was just for the ROM or what exactly, but when I saw those, you know, the artwork, the pottery, and all that, I was blown away because to me it all looks so Celtic. Mm-hmm. So all this spiral art and um, goddess culture. So, yeah, and then you know, back in the day, I think I found that link that I sent you regarding the the Celtic origins of DNA from the Black Sea and modern day Ukraine. I think I might have found that 10 years ago, but it's not really until I'm talking to you about it now that I even start Mm -hmm. to think about it. Yeah, I love that. I'm kind of just going back to that again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's also interesting for me because 
it was something that was interest of interest to me back then enough to go. Uh, and I remember distinctly drawing in a book, you know, some of those, those symbols and patterns, making notes on all that. And I really delighted in it. Um, but I kind of left it there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, you hadn't linked it. In yeah. To, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like exactly. my trip in my twenties to all the counties in Ireland and Scotland. You know, I didn't link it to mm -hmm. anything. It was just right. a great experience. Yeah. I always thought that my physical ancestry was something very different from my spiritual ancestry. Yeah. Um, but it may be one and the same. Exactly. Merge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, to be honest with you, a lot of modern day, like Ukrainian culture, uh, I don't really, I feel more connected to Celtic, um, say Celtic patterns and, you know, ancient Celtic yeah. tradition than I do just from what I can see of the Ukrainian stuff from today. Um, well, according I, to my grandfather, though, the world has watered down all of our origins. Yeah. So you have to go way back. Yeah. And so you, you know, you may find that this, this 10 years ago, you know, this exhibit that I yeah. am going to be looking for mm -hmm. um, is really more the origins. Yeah, I feel that. Ukrainian culture and mm -hmm. that we're not all, you know, we're, many of us have more in common than we realize if we go far enough back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really interesting. And there is also that, you know, past life, it's not necessarily just a physical genetic DNA memory. It could be a soul memory. Exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. What matters is what you resonate with and what you retrieve, you know? Right. 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 Wow. Yeah. But clearly, you know, you've had the Celtic clutch. Oh, I have. <laughs> I have. And that's why I said, you know, when I visited there, I felt like there's a strong sense of like, I'm, I'm connecting with something very powerful that I know, you know, from ancient memory, I know this in my bones and wow. my blood, right? That's just really a part of me. So, and then hearing Gaelic, like I did, right? It's like, just started crying. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know. I love it there. I, that's, that's one place where there's, you know, I guess as I get older, like there are a few places that I feel like still drawn that I haven't gone to that I want to go to. And others it's like, well, if I go there, it could be interesting, right. but I'm not really compelled to go. Um, like people talk about India and I'm like, okay, well, if no, I ever get I there, I don't, yeah, you I know, don't have any draw. Yeah. Who wants to do Asia. And I'm like, I just, I don't have any draw, you know. Yeah. Fortunately, she's got lots of friends who want to do that. I just don't have any draw. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it never has. Australia, no, you know, doesn't. Yeah, me neither. It just doesn't, you know. No. Uh, I yeah. know. It's, it's a, for some people, that's a real dream. And for me, it's like, well, if I never see it, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I don't, you know. I mean, yeah. I love Australians, but I don't, yeah. I just don't have any any draw there. Yeah. So, what what where specifically are you talking about that you still feel a draw oh well ireland for sure yeah. um and i love i love arizona i love the four corners area of the states mm -hmm. yeah i'm really i really resonate down there so um and i'd like to go see the great wall of china <laughs> yeah i think that that would be fascinating i'm not yeah. On to China per se, but that yeah. whole that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, those are I don't know, like like if I'm looking right now when I was looking at the map um for Moldova, because apparently that's kind of you know where this the culture was largely was there, present day Moldova. Mm -hmm. Um I'm looking at this map and just like where else, you know, is there anywhere else? And yeah, sure, like I, oh, I, Iceland. I really want to go there. Mm. Yeah. I think that the land there is a really, like, you know, some places that the, the spirit of the land is very strong. Yeah. And then our human ability to access that and connect and commune with those nature spirits is even stronger. And, uh, and I feel and, like that's... And, and also, it, 
I think it's helpful when the, the culture believes in that capacity, you know? Like oh yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that stunned me when I was first went there is that everybody believes in fairies. I, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Cause yeah. I always had, but yeah, I think you're right. There are certain cultures and land that because of the culture and, in some instances where they keep that old, that connection alive. Right. So yeah. Yeah, I had an interesting experience in Prague where I woke up not provoked by anything, you know, had a wonderful time the whole time. When I woke, I was waking up at two o'clock when clockwork. And I have never, I mean, I'm definitely a lone wolf. I love my aloneness and I'm not saying I haven't felt lonely um, there are times I've felt lonely around the holidays because I don't have a connection with family. And I mean, I have had moments of loneliness, but that they're minor mm -hmm. and I love my aloneness, but I woke up and I had the most profound feeling of intense loneliness. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was so overwhelming and I thought, why am I feeling this? And I, Part of it was the way that I, the way that travel is now, you know, I was, I was kind of overwhelmed by how most people travel. I mean, tourism is huge everywhere. There's tens of millions of people that go to all of these cities and it's, it's so disconnected yeah. from the land, from the people. Yeah. And yeah. I felt I didn't have that experience in the moment. I just woke up with it. Yeah. And I thought, I am so lonely and I'm tapping into some collective loneliness. We are mm -hmm. becoming more and more detached yeah. and disconnected. And we're traveling all over the world and we're seeing all these places, but we're just observing them. It's like, it's the travel version of social media. Yeah. Like we're physically there, but we're not. That's you know, really I true. Think that's why we tend to find a great restaurant and we'll go there every night because we can, con we can be locals, you know, mm -hmm. we can connect with the servers and that kind of thing. But I, anyway, it was so profound that I couldn't even talk about it because I couldn't source it. You know, I was mm -hmm. like, wow, what is that? I've never actually experienced it. And when I got back and I had sort of a conversation with my grandfather, he's like, that's what you're feeling, what everyone is feeling. Mm -hmm. And we might say it's because, oh, we don't, I don't feel comfortable. Or, you know, I don't have a community or I'm not connected to a place, but it, we're not connected to each other. We're not connected to the land. We're not connected to animals. We're so disconnected. It's a deep, it's a deep loneliness within humanity. Yeah, absolutely. But I, you know, I, I don't want to join the we because I don't feel that way. Although I see well, what you're saying. Like, I feel very connected. I, well, you know, that I strive for that. I, I, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you do too. So. I, well, I, yeah, absolutely. Right. That's so hard. I really strive for that. I'm very, very sensitive to what's happening around me and well, what I call the earth, but you know, it is part of who we are. So. Well, I see what you're saying, but I've never, I've actually never been one to travel like that. I've never been one to kind of go and see the hot spots and all that. I've kind of been the person that goes and lives somewhere or stays. Somewhere. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. what I had, I had realized last year. I, I want more of an immersion traveling, you know, make it a home base and, yeah. and go from there. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was, I don't know. It's changed everything for me, but I can't tell you how yet. Yeah something something shifted for me and it and it dovetails into this sense of going back to origins which is which is not even just human but mm -hmm. it's land and people yeah. land and animals and everything yeah but yeah I it it definitely confirmed for me that I don't want to travel the way I have been traveling mm-hmm no, I mean, I mean and now you're talking about going and spending some time in Ireland, right? So yeah, that and you know, like when you were saying, that's a place that I mean, I love every place I go, and I always yeah. say, oh, I could live here, you know, and yeah. I and I'm sure I could, yeah. but Ireland's the one place that's just persistently called. Oh, for me too, for me too, absolutely. And actually, there was one more place I'd like to go that's calling me is Scotland. I haven't been there, and I really yes, me there. too. 
Yeah. And I have been there, but I wanted to go back, you know, really like to commune with the land. And- yeah, exactly that. I'm in love with Outlander. And all yes. Oh, God, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I signed up for... Um, and of I- course, I got rid of all of my books, my Mists of Avalon and Outlander. I don't know. At one point in one of my purges, my moving purges, I went and got <laughs> rid of all that stuff. All my Celtic magic stuff. Just, just got rid of it all. Thinking, that, that was just a phase of my life. I don't, you know, I don't need to carry yeah, that. Well, you probably don't need the books, but it's, it wasn't a phase. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't a phase. It I know, and I think it's interesting that I, when I changed my name when I was turning 60 to the Celtic version of my confirmation name, I didn't really know what Anya, the, you know, sort of the myth around the word. And it's, it's an interesting, a lot of myth around it. A Celtic. What is it? Um, first of all, she was... She was a queen of the fairies. She was also a both moon and sun uh, goddess in the Druids. She was exiled from the Druids for questioning uh, the male, you know, the male dominance rigidity <laughs> around rigidity around ritual. Yeah, and uh, just an interesting, you know, a bunch of myths. And I was just my mouth was hanging open, you know, reading all. This. So this was part of your name, but you didn't use it. What was what was uh, it was my comp, you know, because I rejected all things Catholic and and Irish in my um, probably from the time I was about ten years old, and wow. I had been listening to my grandfather while he was alive and not realizing it was actually he was actually speak. I knew he was speaking truth, but it was actually having an effect on me. When and, when did all that happen? Like when? Well, when I had when um, when did what happen? Well, the fact that you decided to go by this name now that you go by, well, right? Again, I, it wasn't, you know, anything sexy. It was just because I was assuming I wanted to, you know, have an online presence and uh, and everybody said, oh, you have to get your name, you know. So PatriciaD.com was already taken by some artist in the Midwest and she wasn't uh-huh. giving it up. So I said, oh, well, I'll use my confirmation name, which I've never used, you know, in the Oh Catholic. my gosh. So that was Anne, and I, I just, uh, ugh, you know, Patricia Andy, it just didn't, I didn't, didn't like it. it. Yeah. Well, I didn't feel it. So then I thought, well, let me look at the Irish version. And uh-huh. the version was Anya. Uh-huh. Didn't look at what that meant. Just said, oh, well, that's different. No one will have that, right? Right. So it was Patricia Anya D, which was the first domain name I got with my name on it. Yeah. And then I then I actually looked into what what the stories were, what it meant, and it was, I mean, you know, queen of queen of wealth and abundance. You know, around my work, it was like, oh God, this is perfect. Yeah. And then I fell in love with the name, and I started using it. Yeah. And do you go by Patricia at all for anybody no. or? Nope. You know, because again, I'm not, I'm not actually in touch with anyone who used to call me Patricia. Well, you're kidding. Anya. Now, on, the only reason I've had to bring it back is on uh, Ancestry. Because, of course, okay. my legal name is still Patricia D. I don't even have the Anya in there. Oh. I never put the Anne in my social security card. You feel like such an Anya. You don't feel oh. like a Patricia at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know, it was in in New Mexico in in Taos. Oh, I love it down there too. That's what that's oh. another place I go back to many and times. I was going to be, you know, Anya D and just drop the Patricia. But I I got I had such a powerful dream after having a tour with a tour guide through the you know the pueblo in Taos and and they because I, I asked the question I said why do you have all these names you know because they were named by the Spanish then they were named by the Anglo's and then they have their tribal names and. And they have these long names. And so yeah. I was questioning it. And he said, because it's our lineage, you know, why would we ever let go of anything? And I said, well, I'm thinking of changing my name. And he said, don't let go of your lineage. Hmm. You know, you can add your name and you can choose what your name is with your community and with your people. And like, and so anyway, I had a dream yeah. that said, don't let go of it. Just add, add Anya. Interesting. Yeah, really interesting. But yeah, that so there are all these clues we we're seeing mm-hmm. throughout our life that we don't necessarily see where they're leading us, but they yeah, they're connected. <laughs> yep, us pointed in a certain looking in a certain direction or noticing when it yeah. when it's important uh, for me. Yeah. yeah.
this is pretty cool. And the deeper I go, the further back I go, the more, more sacred it feels to me. Totally. Essential and sacred, you know, yeah. like, wow. And that's my grandfather is saying, yes, that's Oh why. my God, when are you going? <laughs> I don't know, you know, I'm not sure. I'm just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. And I don't know whether it's just going to be a three month visit or I'm just going to say, I'm going. Oh, I didn't tell you what happened on the way to Prague, by the way. Okay. Um, this is <laughs> American Airlines sends me an email. I'm supposed to leave on Friday, um, Wednesday, let's say, and connect in the next morning with my fl- in Heathrow, with my yeah. flight to Prague. So I get an email, not even a phone call. We're canceling the flight on tomorrow, but we've got you on one today. Like, oh, thank you. You know, I hadn't packed or anything. And so fortunately, they, when they screwed up my luggage, I had a contact person in customer experience. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I just called her and said, hey, you're doing it again to me. This is my next trip on your airlines after you, you know, I didn't get my luggage the whole time I was in Tuscany. Right, right. And she said, oh. That God. beautiful bag as a result, didn't you? Oh, and <laughs> my raincoat, I got. Yeah. <laughs> So here I said, here, here we go again. And I said, you know, my cat sitter can come a day early. Uh, Nobody called me. Nobody is able to tell me how do I connect with my other, how do I check my bags all the way through to Prague? And they're telling me I can't because it's more than 24 hours. So I said, look, handle this. And I can't get another day at Charlotte Airport long-term parking. Uh So she said, let me take care of it. So she gets, so I end up having to leave like crazy a day early a limo picks me up oh my gosh <laughs> it brings me to the airport because i could not get parking long charlotte is brutal for long-term parking okay. if you don't reserve way ahead yeah and then she said and i and she said well do you want to you know should i change your prog flight do you want to get to prague a day early i said no my friend isn't coming i don't have a hotel and if i'm going to navigate in a foreign country let me let it be english speaking you know yeah, like, yeah. i'll stay in heathrow i want to be right near the airport and um i want wi-fi and i want breakfast and i want a shuttle to oh eat. my gosh so then she says anything else i said well a so- <laughs> are a you so- kidding me no a soaking tub would be nice. Oh, so no. In spa. And, and of course, it's not my taste. It's very much, a, obviously, a businessman's place with lots of, you know, dark wood and leather. Right, right. But, but I had a, a big soaking tub. I mean, no. So, <laughs> so I end up there, and um, I'm at dinner, and I wanted this is why I had a detox this week because I ended up having fish and chips, but not just fish, lobster and chips. Oh, you know, lobster and chips. Whoa. And wine. But as I, as I take a bite of this, I said, I, I couldn't help it. I said out loud, Oh my God. I mean, it was so good. <laughs> and this, the, these four people, two couples not far from me looked up and started laughing. And they said, are you having the lobster and chips? And I said, yes. And, I'm, and I said, oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> well, we ended up spending the evening talking. And of course, they were from Ireland. Oh. <laughs> and one of them was an attorney, an international uh, law and, environment, and, and environmental attorney in Dublin. And they gave me all the scoop about how, how, to, how to live there. <laughs> okay. So I have copious notes and I have his card and all of that. And he was telling me, close down your U.S. corporation, open an international, multinational or international, I forget what he called it, corporation. And how, if you know, you're going to write books, um, all that is, is oh. not taxable out of Ireland. And so I ended up with this whole That's incredible free consultation about how to actually live in Ireland. Wow. Set up my my. You know, how to get permanent residence. I, I, I'm not necessarily qualified to get a passport, but at some point I would if, if my business was uh, centered there. So, oh and I mean, I mean, all these questions you wouldn't even know to ask, no. right? Just, it was unbelievable. And then they talked about how much further and why I should live in Ireland, given my background and how much further they are along in recognizing and addressing 
you know, the corrupt banking, they're, they're, they're looking at everything and they're even going into public banking and they're way ahead of, of us. I mean, we're seeing the problems, but we haven't been able to grapple with, you know, how do we shift everything? And they're already doing it on a, on a ground level, not a political level. Mm. Like people are actually doing stuff, but I didn't plan that. (laughs) How could you? How could you? (laughs) All of a sudden here I am, you know, meeting these people and I got information. Just because of the lobster, right? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I didn't know I was saying I was, I was moaning out loud, you know? (laughs) Oh my, when I bit into, and I don't eat fried food. I really okay. don't. But I thought, well, hey, I'm in, I got to get fish and yeah. chips. Yeah. And then they had lobster fried fish and chips. And I went, hmm, oh, I got to get, because she also gave me a $50 food stipend. What? And breakfast was free. So I ended up buying a bottle of wine for us to split. Oh I couldn't spend it. So you basically got an extra night, just a vacation, yeah. just paid for. Yep. Extra sleep, uh, a gorgeous soaking tub. You know, one of those with the high back. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was really quite stunning. Oh, my. God. And then when I got delayed coming home, you know, we missed our connecting flight out of Philly and I got delayed. I didn't have to worry about it because I just called the limo, <laughs> you know, be there at nine instead of seven. And, and then I could sleep all the way home in a limo. Not a limo. It's all included as part of this sort of inconvenience of having to, you know, rebook or, well, you didn't rebook. They just shuffled everything around for you. Yeah, they shuffled it and they made sure my bags got, you know, re- direct even though I had a day in between normally they won't they make you take your bags and go through customs and then come back again and so yeah Ireland it's like the carpets being you know the red carpets sort of being revealed so that was I mean I'm not I don't feel like going next week but Mm -hmm. I I know it's happening yeah so you can come and visit yeah Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to convince me to to be around Dublin, not to go to, you know, Ennis where I was drawn. And I said, well, I'm not making that decision. No, no. Why be around Dublin? What was the reason for that? Oh, they, they were just so excited. It was really interesting when I was, I just kind of told them my professional background, my work experience, what I was doing now. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God, you know, you would be the sweetheart of every public banking institution that's getting started. And, you know, but they were very, all of them were very, um, they were in their probably middle forties, you know, very, very gung ho career, career. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I told them that I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not looking. That's not where I'm, I'm, it's not really where I'm focused. It's not that I'm, I'm not working but I'm, I'm not in that place where I want to make a big name and a big career at this point. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to wear, you know, highly structured clothes and pantyhose. Never <laughs> again. You know, my body would just go, what? Yeah. <laughs> it literally it, it just explode these items off of me. So they were laughing, but they just, they, they were very career oriented. So they were really seeing where there would be so much consulting and uh-huh. collaborative. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but I, cities are, yeah, I'm not really drawn. Yeah. I live in cities right now. Oh, I was very drawn to the Burren. Yes, that's, that's not far from Innes. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite. Yep. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I, that's where I'm drawn. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely that, that sort of that area. What, it, what is that? That's middle west. Yeah, yeah, west, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. west. Yeah. <clears throat> so the journey continues, but I'm going to check out Moldova. I want to find that exhibit. See yeah. Else. Well, I did. I, I sent you a link to it, didn't I? Yes, you did. And yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably worth me kind of going back and exploring all that stuff again, right? Because I felt when I saw that, I felt like, oh, this is like so Celtic, but it's probably pre Celtic, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it sounds like what I associate is Celtic, right? What the woman in um, Hunta Putna, I can't even remember where it was, I went now in Czech, it was just outside of Czech. What yeah. she was saying, it was really what they feel the origins of both the travelers, the gypsies, and the Celts. Uh-huh. It was the original way back. That that's where a lot of those cultures come came from. And they migrated, you know, through Germany and France and then all the way over to the UK. Yeah. So it just who knew? And nobody knows that. Anybody, I, I told What you. I'm saying is they came from Ukraine before they went there. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. No, that, yeah. that is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody knows that. And of course, I haven't dropped this bomb with my, and my 183 cousins. They're more interested in their Irish roots, you know, rather right. than going way back to origins, which is- yeah. Um, yeah. The word my grandfather's using is origins. And so interesting. So when did when did it become clear to you that he was studying ancient history? Um, not until he started sharing with me that that's what that's how we see that's how he always saw the truth because he's so familiar with patterns of human civilization. But when did he start? When did you start connecting with that? Not until I got back. Really? Mm-mm. Yeah, no, because oh. the only conversations I had with him was back off a little bit, will you? I've got work to do. <laughs> you know? He and was saying that to you? I was saying that to him oh, okay. before I left, you know, mm-hmm. that I kind of had to um, set some boundaries that I can't, I can't be, I didn't know what he was talking about, about the truth. <laughs> oh my God, I just Googled it. And, okay, so Ennis is, is 23 minutes south of the burn yep yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and i didn't know why 10 years ago i was researching this place uh-huh. well it wasn't 10 years ago it was probably about five years ago i just started researching it and i don't even know what did you start I... researching ennis or what ennis okay. i don't know how or why i got oh i this is the weirdest thing. I got a gift of a fairy, like a little hanging fairy doll. And I, uh, uh, that you put in your window from a friend and Uh another friend gave me this artist stuffed doll, which I'm not into any of this stuff. Yeah. And I, but I was, didn't want to be, you know, rude and (laughs) I don't want this crap. My, these are, (laughs) yeah. But I got the name of, came to me a really Celtic name for the little hanging fairy, which I still have hanging on a doorknob somewhere. And the doll, I got this name, Ennis. My name is Ennis. And so that's when I started. Now I've since, you know, given that away to Goodwill. Yeah. But I started, I started looking up, what is Ennis? What does it mean? E-N-N-I-S. And it mm-hmm. was a place. Yeah. So it's weird how these things come to you. Yeah. And suddenly there's, you know, this place and I'm going, wow, this is a really cool city. It's a small city, you know, cause in there. Yeah. I've got it. The Wikipedia. I'm open to it. I'm looking at it. Yeah. And they built, they, they, the first thing they did, they were very forward thinking. They had, you know, they wanted the best possible internet connection so that they could attract, you know, professionals that might want to work from home or whatever you know there was just i've just it's twins arizona isn't that interesting (laughs) what what did you say it's twins a twin city with phoenix arizona oh interesting Uh yeah there's a phoenix youth ambassador program that is so interesting yeah twin and that you know until you asked I, i i forgot how i even got led there from this this ridiculous doll doll that you just the name came to you yeah, it was a stuffed, it was an artist doll. It looked like a, um, it looked like a, you know, a wee people, little people, leprechaun or something. And I, I just kind of was trying to get meaning from it. Like, why am I, why do I have this thing? Because I'm not into these things. And I, I just heard it say its name was Ennis. Oh. 
That's very cool. Yeah, but I've since given it away, you know. Well, you a, don't need the doll. The connection is what's... Oh, I needed the, the, the word. Yes, yes. <laughs> right, you need the word. <laughs> the doll was just doorway. <laughs> but it's interesting. I have these contacts now in Dublin. Yeah. Legal and one was yeah. a big NGO there and something else. and You know. This so. is very good. Yeah, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. So now we're at the origins level. Yes. Grandfather, when I got back and I was so excited about this whole thing, and then you you sent me you had sent me the link, and it was like, whoa, what is happening here? <laughs> and that was, you know, he was kind of suggesting that that's that's where the real that's the truth that we're so disconnected from. Well, yeah, because it's, it's really showing how we're all connected. Yep. Yeah. And if, and, and he's, that's when he mentions that, like, and if you study ancient civilizations, you can see where we go off, you know, you can see the patterns. And so you can't miss them in modern times. Mm. You can't be fooled by the same agendas and the same, you know, sort of self-interest that starts to form our governments and our systems and the way we interact and our disconnection from the land and our, you know, it's the same thing over and over and over again. I think I just want to say here, because this is of interest to me, is that it's a center for Irish traditional music. It's the <gasps> second largest traditional music festival in Ireland is there in Ennis. Oh my God. Yeah. How interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, because boy, that's a way that I really connected. I was I stayed in Dublin a couple of extra days on my own. I don't remember why. All uh-huh. I know is I was there by myself. Well, you'd, you'd be happy to know, well, you probably know this already, that they have this organic farming element to the market. It's a market town. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I do remember reading yeah. about it and just like everything was yes, 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 yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then one of my closest connections online says she lives about 20 minutes from there oh yeah yeah how are you connected with her uh just facebook yeah yeah we've just stayed connected and how did you come across each other's radar like which circles i don't know how on earth i connected with carrie because we are so different but she's such a um just an, a natural activist you know mm-hmm. she I don't know. She's just a really cool person. And I don't know how it happened. Honestly, it was just an instant recognition. Isn't that funny? He's all excited about what I've discovered between the Ukraine and the, and Czech, because if this, these are the origins of the travelers and the gypsies and the Celts, he has, you know, literally has relatives that are travelers in Ireland. Right. So there's a way of going, Oh, maybe we're, yeah, we really are all connected in some ways. Yeah. We go back far enough. Yeah. To our essential origins, not, mm-hmm. not the watered down stuff, whatever we've taken on. So the socialization. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean, what you were saying also about this disconnect from humanity and, and the planet, the living, breathing planet and nature and all that. Oh, it's been like, it's just, it's like a passion. It's a lifelong thing for me, right? Yeah. That, that connection and, even lately, I was, you know, when I was in university, I took this one course in cultural geography that I absolutely loved, adored. Oh, I love and, the name of the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically the human connection with the land, right? And then mm-hmm. how civilization is also determined by what's around you, what's, you know, what's available. And yeah. lately, I've been so kind of circulating in my brain every now and then it kind of comes to me this idea about like the cultural geography of food and cuisine and cooking and how all of these influences really come as a result of like eating food that naturally grows where you live right all that just (laughs) because I'm a food I you know I'm a foodie right so that and I love you know different I love discovering different cuisines and the real kind of authentic cooking of whatever region, right? I love that sort of thing. So, and I do believe that our food is a huge connection to that, right? Like what <laughs> we- Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been, have you been yet to the American Indian Museum in DC or the no. African 
American. No, I drove right by DC. It was like, there's this, all this traffic and we're going to go there. And I'm like, I just can't, I can't handle yeah. the energy of that. Way. Just, well, at some point, go I, by. At <laughs> just, some it was point, too I much. really, really want to go because yeah. cafeterias are an apps of exactly what you talk about. They oh, yeah? literally serve the original cuisines from different regions, both Native American and then the uh, African American. It's all the different regions. I love that. Yeah, I was, you know, and of course, Sylvie and I were laughing. I'm like, typical me. I, I focus in on having, making it a food experience. <laughs> but I was really excited about that. And I had actually was, I, I was going to go by myself and I got iced, literally iced out. The, we had an ice storm. Okay. Uh, so I never actually went, but at some point it, I do want to go. And I found that really cool that in their cafeteria, they, they had actually had, um, you know, very, very much native uh, chefs mm -hmm. that prepare regional, original, regional cuisine. I love that. Yeah. I thought, mm -hmm. oh, how, now what, that's an even better way for me to connect rather than just reading and looking at exhibits, you know? Yeah. Have you ever been to the Musical Instrument Museum in Phoenix? No. Oh, that's fantastic. It's really like the, the evolution of world music and all these instruments, Ooh. cultures all around the world. And they have these interactive displays where you can listen to the music and, you know, there's some visual components to it, look at the different instruments. And they play, uh, they play the music yep. that's played on the, oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. And there's this whole historical uh, component to it as well. Wow. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was worth visiting. Yeah, it was. It really was. It's great. Cool. Yeah. Well, the journey continues. It does. <laughs> it does. Very exciting. But I think that's so cool that um, Innes is kind of on your radar, too. If not oh, I love the burn. It's like kind of this dream that I, um, they have this College of Art there. And uh, yeah, and I've always felt like yeah, I'd love to take maybe some workshop or something you know, out there and just be oh. in that landscape doing some art. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But as I look on the map, right, I'm just thinking of places around there. I love Doolin, which is, did you go there? Doolin? Doolin, yeah. No, I don't think, I, okay. I, I might've driven through it because we drove all around. You know? Yeah. It's on the coast. It's like a coastal little town, but it's very well known for really great little pub where they're playing traditional music. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, when I started to say, when I stayed in Dublin for a couple of days, all I did was go out every night for traditional Irish music. Yeah. Just by myself. I was total, and I was, I didn't like the beer. Yeah. I would just sit there in ecstasy listening to that music. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I had yeah. never heard traditional Irish music. I'd only heard the American Irish music. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's great. <laughs> the drinking song crap. Right, know? right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. So Doolin, and that's another place where, where traditional music. Yeah. Yeah, it's a coastal, little coastal village. Wow. Yeah, 40, uh, basically 40 or 40 minutes north, uh, northwest of Ennis. Hmm. Yeah. Where is Clifton? Clifton, yeah, that's great food place, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, let me just see here. I don't have my map out. Yeah, I've got. I'm just doing the Google thing, right? So, Clifton, we ended up um, meeting a couple of really nice guys, and they, you know, and invited us to stay with them instead of paying for a B and B, and it was totally innocent. And we went and stayed with them, and they said, "The only, you know, you just need to be prepared. We bring our horses in at night." <laughs> so we, we sleeping on the couch with two horses you know right yeah that was cool are you thinking like galway clifton yes yeah that's uh it's galway basically a north northwest of there that's what i thought okay. yeah yeah so like a two-hour drive yeah so we slept in in the living room in a, a couch with the two horses uh-huh <laughs> yeah you want to hear how i got over to ireland what took yeah I, <clears throat> so I was, like I told you, I was working at this, well, I didn't tell you, but I was working at this, basically this financial research think tank that 
developed predictive technology for financial markets, which was really cool. Uh, very visionary place that, uh, whatever. We had like Mandelbrot, you know, the fractal theory guy coming into the office, you know, that kind of thing. It was pretty cool. Physicist from CERN, whatnot. And um, anyway, I uh, was in the time I was working over there, I I guess for years I'd probably been subscribing to Architectural Digest. And I had got this issue and I opened up the page to this article and it was like this beautiful, this beautiful Irish, well, I guess English manor house, so centuries old, like 400, 500 years old in Ireland where this woman, like in Architectural Digest, it was featuring this place, this old manor house and her work. And she was um, offering uh, decorative finishing and gilding workshops and I saw that, and I saw that beautiful stone building and and the rolling hills with the sheep on it. And I like looked, and there was this address, and I'm like, oh, and fax number and stuff. Oh, I got to go there, right? That's how it happened. Wow, <laughs> that's how it happened. And I'm like, okay, so I signed up for that from Architectural Digest, and then I went over there, and I and I did this workshop for a week, and then I just kind of traveled around by myself and rented a car and. That's what got me over there. Well, I'll keep you posted because I'm I'm gonna go back. Um, I think this week and really look at and there's, there's something about it. Mm. And you just sort of confirmed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, message. Yeah, armchair traveling here with you, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and the exhibit. I really want to see if that's a traveling exhibit or I have to come to Ontario to see I, it. Well, no, that was years ago, right? So they don't have yeah. it anymore. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know, you know, where you would. Well, if I'm meant to, you know, I'll find you know, it. Yeah, you will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't I'll know what happened it. to it. Yeah. I mean, it was just such a revelation to me that it even existed. And I thought, why don't we, we hear about Egyptians? We hear about the Chinese, like where Mesopotamia, we don't hear about who are they? like, why don't we hear about this? Are these people? Plus, yeah. you know, very recently, they, I just saw a post of my friend, Carrie, you know, tagged me on it, that they're, they're claiming when they study the DNA of Irish men, yeah, that it, it looks like the majority of them are, are originated, this is another whole twist, from Middle Eastern farmers. So it's like there's this real connection between the male lineage and the Middle East in mm. Ireland. Mm. And of course, they're really promoting that because there's so much, um, you know, Islamophobia and anti-Muslim sentiment going on. Right. So, you know, if you go, you know, it depends on how far back you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, and how we're interpreting the DNA and what we're looking for. Yeah. So who yeah. knows? Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. I'll keep you posted. Okay. Every time I talk to you, I just, I, I, I get more clarity on what I actually know. <laughs> it's very helpful. how that happens. It is. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks for listening to this episode with Anya D. Retrieving Human Origins. Does it have you thinking about your own origins? I hope so. For show notes on this episode, you can go to my website, www.leaderscalltoadventure.com forward slash 25. That's number 25. And as always, I'd appreciate a review on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you're listening. And always welcome your questions and feedback. Little interesting tidbit. After our conversation, I came upon an article on the Czech radio site called Unearthing Bohemia's Celtic Heritage Ahead of Samhain, the New Year. The article talks about how the first recorded name for Bohemia had its roots in a Celtic word, Boyohemo. I'm not sure if that's Celtic, but I think it's actually Latin. In any event, it means the home of the Boy people, which were a Celtic tribe that settled in Central Europe before the Slavic people arrived. So the journey continues. As mentioned, it's never ending. And I look forward to bringing you more updates and discoveries as we go. Until next time.